0: Hello, my friends. Welcome back to Spiritual Conversation. I'm Jacqueline Clare, and I just wanted to continue some of the themes that emerged in the last episode. There is a sleeping dog beside me. If you hear any deep sighs, that's where it's coming from. So in the last episode, I spoke about my experience of Freedom Fest and realizing that without religion as a strong moral force in the world, that it leads to chaos and confusion and that no man-made efforts, no matter how well-intentioned in my view will ever succeed without this rooting in spiritual and religious principle. And that in fact, it leads not only to failure, but chaos and confusion and barbarism. And those are all based on quotes that I shared from the scriptures of the Baha'i faith. And then following up with that was, therefore, the need for those people of faith who are adherents of religion, who do believe in a spiritually rooted morality, even better yet, a scripturally rooted morality, to be very strong in that and to be not just embracing of the, as you could say, kumbaya aspects of it, the the love and the acceptance and the generosity and the sort of worldly pacifism. And there is a place for that, but also to be lions, to be defenders, to be intolerant of the things that they should be intolerant of, like the sexualization of children, the um, tidal waves of corruption, be it in all strata of institutional society, you know, um, fraud, dishonesty, criminal acts, you know, these tides that sweep through that we should not tolerate them and we shouldn't act like we do and that everything is fine because in the reality of of all the faiths that i'm aware of and i speak specifically from my upbringing in the baha'i faith that there are things that are not okay that we do not agree with and it is not to push our views on other people but to stand firm in our sacred ground that no I don't go along with this I don't believe in this I don't believe this is okay and I shared some passages from from Shoghi Effendi the guardian of the faith saying that we can tolerate no compromise with the theories of a decadent age and that in fact we seek to demonstrate by the dynamic force of example the falsity of those theories you know, and from Abdul Baha, that we should not show kindness to the liar, the thief. What is it? The the tyrant, the liar, or the thief. Those are some examples. And today I was thinking on a more micro level of just the minute decisions that we make in our lives, and that they matter. Somebody said, and I think it was C.S. Lewis, maybe you guys can find the quote that the fate of the universe or the destiny of the universe rests on the choices of ordinary men and women. And it says in the Baha'i writings that if some a person of faith were to enter a city, that without them speaking a word, everyone should know that they are a person of faith. And I don't know exactly you know, what that means or how that, what that looks like in a literal modern context, but I believe that it is relevant and it is true. And it speaks to this commitment to following religious principle at a cellular level, that there is no aspect of one's life that you can ignore spiritual reality there. It's like gravity. Any spiritual principle that is given explicitly in scripture, and again, I'm speaking from background in the Baha'i faith, any admonition that is given explicitly about what you consume, you know, that we don't consume um, recreational drugs or alcohol. And by the way, this is not a list of don'ts. I'm using this as like to be very clear in my examples, but also this is a, a recipe for showing our love for God and also being enveloped in his protection. You know, you can ignore the laws of gravity. You can say to hell with it. I'm going to drive my motorcycle over this cliff because I think it's going to be fun. You can do that by all means. But if you want to be protected by the inevitable it's not a punishment it is the inevitable consequence of denying the law of gravity you know then you will you will be hurt and again it's not a punishment it's just the way it is and that is how spiritual law is and spiritual law is involves forgiveness it involves honesty it involves all of these spiritual heavyweight things, like virtues are fricking hard work and they're impossible to master, but we die trying, you know, literally. So all of the virtues are what I'm referring to. And then there's then there's those list of don'ts, which are very like concrete and easy to measure. It's harder to measure our level of detachment, right? And And detachment is more important than say, not using opium, but they are related because the opium hinders your ability to practice true spiritual principles. Um, but the like, concrete laws are just easy to measure, right? And so for some faiths, say, don't eat pork, or some faiths, you say your prayers in a certain way, you have certain rituals that are specifically ordained and not man-made, but actually in scripture, you um, honoring the law of sex being between a married man and woman. Um, I think I said alcohol, not backbiting. And that one's really, really hard. All of these are hard. All of these are very counterculture. But anyway, so these laws not only are there to protect us and show our love for God, but they are also how we be those consecrated, dedicated souls in the very fiber and fabric of our being and again that quote the destiny of the world actually in my view is reliant on your personal choices literally whether you choose to drink or not if that's one of the prohibitions in your faith and you choose to go against it and again if you drink and you that's not in your faith i'm not using that example for you i'm saying if it is in your faith for these things and you see yourself as that salt of the earth, you are part of the the people who are meant to bring light and uplift the world and you choose to go against your own straightforward, simple admonitions, you're actually threatening the fate of the universe as well as, being that person driving a motorcycle off of a cliff because those laws are there for a reason. They're there for your protection. And as I said, they are also a way that you express your love. And Edmund Burke said that all that is needed for the triumph of evil in the world is that good men do nothing. So if good men and women, good in a general sense, and also good in people of faith, if they do nothing, if they do not, if they are not the dynamic force of example in the world, and again, in the most minute of choices, then there will be the triumph of evil, and it is our fault. I think God can handle it. It's all in God's hands, ultimately, but we have a responsibility. You know, there's just ample Um, That's what every faith pretty much is about, you know, like the spiritual empowerment of the individual and the role that we play in this mysterious tapestry collective. And this is not to be neurotic about every single choice. In fact, I think it can eliminate neurosis because moderation is a virtue. Forgiveness is a virtue. Detachment is a virtue. Um, relying on the power of God is part of a practice of faith. And it also minimizes complication in your own life. I've heard it said that complexity is of the ego. And I don't know if you've ever encountered, well, let's say you tell a lie, then you have to remember who you told the lie to and any other like tangents that that might connect to. And so on and so forth and who they might talk to and so it's like if you just tell the truth and you don't have to keep track of that you know I saw a play one time about um it was sort of a what was that play with um Jack Lemon at the odd couple. And it was sort of like that thing. It was these couples living in an apartment, but they were actually couples, and it was this polyamorous situation. And it was so freaking complicated. They had to invent their own rule book because they were living outside of the spiritually ordained structure of a man and a woman committing before God to be together and to welcome children and that's it that. it's very clean it's 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 not easy it's not without its nuance but you don't have to like keep track of you know all this and what you told this and blah, 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 and all that stuff so sometimes this can be overwhelming and especially when you feel that you are at it alone oh my goodness if the fate of the universe rests on our shoulders and there's so much Fraud and corruption and permissiveness and violence and dishonesty and hypocrisy and corruption in the world and frivolity and pleasure seeking and the list goes on. Is there any hope? Why try? And so, a word of encouragement. And this came to me today because I was going through this journey. And Abdu'l-Baha, again, a principal figure in the Baha'i faith, says that even if all the people of faith were destroyed by the evil wishers, and there remain but one, that one, singly and alone, should be capable of withstanding all who live on earth and of spreading the fragrances of holiness. So all that matters is you. Namaste. I hope you enjoyed this episode, that it sparked some ideas, and most of all, that it encouraged you. Feel free to drop a comment like the video subscribe to the youtube also on the podcast all the places that it is found you can contact me on jacquelineclairart.com forward slash contact or drop a voice memo on anchor i've never received one of those i'm still waiting to see how that goes feel free to be my first all right more relevantly than ever my friends until next time i wish you the best for playing your unique part and making this world a better place. I'll catch you next time.